The Princeton Review recently named Syracuse University America's number one party school. Said people at Syracuse, this is a school? <laughs> that was a very Simpsons uh, joke. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, gun control measures of various sorts are uh, in front of Congress. There's talk about dragging the Senate back. The president is commenting on some of it. Um, The chances of any of it passing are, are fairly slim at this point, although it will be interesting to see there are more accommodating noises being made on the right side of the aisle than usual. So we'll we'll check in with that at some point uh, in the near future. Also, I started reading this book yesterday. Even though I got another book, I got to read for this podcast we're all doing. I'll oh, talk about I got to get later. on that. Yeah, the exciting right. new uh, Armstrong and Getty Book Club. This book called The New Right, um, which is written by this guy I was unaware of, uh, who is an anarchist. <laughs> he is an anarchist. Yeah, he's an anarchist. Okay, good luck, M- uh, Michael. Malice is his name. Anyway, uh, very interesting dude. He's an anarchist, and he's got a, a really um, uh, sober, clear-minded take of what the alt-right is and is not. Because he's an anarchist and hates everybody, mm. he's really into, like, uh, well, we could bond. Uh, nailing down what things actually are. Yeah. And uh, he's got some interesting stuff about what the alt-right is and isn't, and also um, uh, 8chan. And it's... This was written before the shootings, and I didn't even know what 8chan was before the shootings. But uh, anyway, it's funny, I was later. familiar with 4chan. I assume yeah. 8chan is just twice as much. Well, as he mentions in the book, it's twice as good. Fabulous. Um, and this phenomenon, which I just want to mention, and th- this is not at all meant to be the daily Trump story. Jeez. Oh, it's but so it's, exhausting. It's just this phenomenon that has taken over the country. So there are popular uh, places to work out. Soul Cycle and Blink Fitness are two of them. I, I don't work out. You can tell by looking at me. But apparently, uh, a lot of people work Soul out at these places. Soul Cycle. So the guy who owns the company that owns Soul Cycle, for instance, had a fundraiser for Donald Trump, and so there's a major campaign for to to not work out at Soul Cycle or cancel your membership at Soul Cycle, and people are doing it all across the country in, in big numbers, and it's become a big celebrity thing, and just. How are we all going to live our lives if we do this thing where I can't go to that restaurant because the owner is a Democrat? I can't go to the that place because that guy is a is a, a Republican and therefore a white nationalist and just all. How are we going to live our lives like that? I can't get my oil changed there. It's so unhealthy, and I think uh, your anarchist uh, author buddy and I could could bond on this. When the government becomes part of everything you do. You maybe you have to elevate politics in in that way. So everybody's politics becomes the only thing you care about. I think that's incredibly sick and unhealthy and and diseased. Think about, you know, not too long ago. Do you have any idea the politics of the owner of your favorite sandwich shop or or where you get your tires changed? Well, or the rest of it, yeah, please. Uh, that, that's the direction we're going right now. Yeah, I've got this. Every bug in your house ranked by how worried you should be about them. Ten to one. From an exterminator. Yikes. Number this, ten. This is going to make your skin crawl, but it's worth knowing. Number, in fact, you you are at risk if you don't listen to this. Number ten, funny enough, arguably, arguably the most fear, feared bug in your house. Last on their list of bugs you ought to worry about, spiders. Mm. They're not much of a problem, generally. 
People find spiders oogie. Some people, like my wife, freak out just at the sight of them. Um, but uh, really not. That d- doesn't cause that much harm. Very rarely do people have troubles with spiders. Spiders They're- jack arachnids, not insects. Interesting. Okay. Hmm? The, their webs are unsightly. I've got a, I, I, I sweep out the webs on my patio probably right. three times a week. Yeah. Yep. Got to do it. Most spiders don't bother me that much. Like your hairy spiders. They're like, wow, they're a wolf spider, stuff like that. I don't really dig. But black widows give it's me the oogies. It's a wolf spider. <laughs> black widows give me the oogies. There's something about those long, skinny black legs. that just, yeah. Well, yeah, and they're Persianists. Uh, number nine, ants. We don't like ants around. They're very unsightly, but uh, they're not that damaging to uh, you or your home. So. Yeah, I don't want to parade don't want ants either. running through my oh. house. You keep them out. Number eight. I don't know how this is not number one. If you've ever had your house taken over by this, it's a major problem. But number eight, pantry moths. Have you ever oh. had an infestation of pantry moths? Thank your lucky stars you haven't, because once you get them, they're almost impossible to get rid of. Really? They can get into anything. They can, And you get them usually... Um, uh, a sealed Through sexual promiscuity. Yeah. No, uh, bad news, uh, Jim. What is it, Doctor? Lot lizards at the truck stop. <laughs> um, no, like you got a sealed box of a uh, brownie mix you got at the store. Yeah, sealed box of sealed plastic sealed. Doesn't matter. They can get in there, and what? they got they got in there at some warehouse or something like that. They get into your pantry, and then they're all over your house. And getting rid of them is damn near impossible. We've had exterminators. We've thrown out everything we have multiple times. Oh no! They get into your cupboards and nooks and crannies. So even if you get all the stuff out of there. I'd never heard of them in my life until either. you mentioned them a while back. I hadn't either. And I've lived in some fairly unclean conditions with a variety of roommates through my adult life since age 18. But uh, never had pantry moths. Jeez, they're terrible. Anyway, this guy's got them listed at number eight. Okay. This is riveting it so far. It seems like it might, it might be more of the, they're just annoying. They're, they're not necessarily dangerous. Yeah, but you, you, every, yeah. It's I re- won't know till I hear the top five. It's annoying you go get your box of Cocoa Krispies, and you're really excited about a bowl of Cocoa Krispies, and you pour it out, and it's all moths in your bowl. Uh, Protein. Yeah, uh. <laughs> back to Joe's theme of the day. Oh, yeah, it's healthier. I better get on my horse here and hurry along. Uh, number seven, carpet or hide beetles. I don't even know what those are. Oh, carpet beetles. Ladies and gentlemen, the carpet beetles. <laughs> Uh, number six, bed bugs. Again, how's that number Wait six? Wait a minute. Those are horrifying. They, oh, no, no. This, this is, list is terrible. This they is right. You, they give you painful red sores. And what you should be worried about, he's got... And you can't get rid of them. What's up top, crocodiles? <laughs> <laughs> this list is... It's shocking. Number one on the list, Ebola-ridden monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want them in your house. Anyway, Trump said. So what number are we on now? Bed, what does six, it say about bed bugs? Bed bugs. We're, we're obviously going to have to um, uh, continue this in, in a minute. Much like cockroaches, their ability to hide makes them particularly hard to get rid of. They seem like they should be higher on our list. They don't transmit any disease that we know of. We know of. Um so you're nothing really to be afraid of. You just you don't like the bites and all that. But no, okay. no, I don't. I don't like parasites climbing on me while I sleep and biting me and sucking my blood out of me. He has flies above bed bugs. And number five, there's the flies they, you can deal with. They might seem like a harmless nuisance, but they have the capacity to transmit bacterial pathogens from animal feces to the food you eat. Yeah, but we've coexisted with flies forever. 
And I'll tell you what, I go home and I got some flies in the house. I don't like it. I get my fly sweater. I got bed bugs. Oh, man, I'm dreading going to bed and yeah. washing everything. And Now, I get, look, it's not fun when flies land on your food, and you ought to discourage it, but all right. Yeah, okay. How many people, like any list, like any, uh, the top 10 Beatles song, speaking of the carpet Beatles, uh, they're made to quibble with, but how many got to quibble. How many people died at the family reunions when you were a kid from flies landing on the potato salad? Seven. Seven people died. Just in my family. Yeah. And number four, cockroaches. Uh, They're awful. What does it say? We got time. Come on, um, this is this is real life, Jack. Contaminates. This is news you can use, or we can talk about what people are arguing about over what Trump said. They can contaminate stored foods and generally ruins one appetites, including white nationalists. <laughs> Just slip that in there. <laughs> uh, the, 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 they're unsanitary. We'll chase out your house guests. Hey, sometimes that's a bonus. And pretty hard to get rid of. Again, this is from an exterminator. A lot of it is how hard they are to get rid of, which, again, I'm surprised that pantry moths are so far down. Fleas. Another blood-sucking insect is number three. Fleas. Yeah. They're problematic for many of the same reasons that mosquitoes are. Uh, Numerous persist for some time in your home. Uh, Pretty pretty difficult to get rid of. You remember when I slept on my son's... I like mosquitoes! His uh, little duplex he was renting in, in college, I slept on the floor after helping him move in, and I woke up covered with flea bites on yeah, my legs. that's no good. Oh, and they, oh, I'm allergic to it, apparently, and, and they, my legs swelled up, and it was, oh, it was, it was terrible. It was as if I had some sort of dread disease, I had to get treated by doctors. Number two, they have mosquitoes. Um, yeah, okay, I can get the, the, the plague and, and the dengue fever and malaria. I get it. I hate a mosquito in the house. Nile, if, there's, if there's a mosquito in the house, is, yeah. I will stay up pretty late trying to find that thing <laughs> and kill it. Mosqui- I saw an They're article that small. described mosquitoes as the apex predator of humans. I hate I hate the idea of getting mosquito bites and waking up with them. And partly because my one of my kids is really just gets the big, giant, swollen mosquito bites. Oh, it's like my wife. Yeah. Number one. This is from Exterminator. Maybe you don't think about it much. Come on, crocodiles. Termites. Oh, you get a termite yeah. infestation. You're looking at tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage to the structure of your home that you may not find out about until you go to sell the house. Right. Picture if your doctor came to you and said, you've got a condition and we need to replace your bones. Oh, I mean, that's that's well, that's what they did to my hip. Actually. Well, I have bad news. You need bone replacement. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's what happens to houses. Yeah, that's uh, oh, you don't want that. Step one: we take out all your bones. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how will I? Well, anything. <laughs> wow, that was an enlightening and troubling list, Jack. <laughs> Wasn't it though? We thank you for bringing it to us. Uh, a more serious fare, eight chan. It's still up, right? That channel that uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I think they were looking for a new web server or whatever to be whatever the, the proper terminology is. I don't think they're still up. Num- numerous shooters and, and other violent people use that as a posting board for all kinds of different stuff. Do you know about the founder of that and why he started it? Really interesting. Coming mm. up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He wakes 
So I started reading this book, uh, The New Right, uh, yesterday by a guy who's a, uh, a well-known, I guess, in the podcast world, um, anarchist. I saw him interviewed on Book TV over the weekend uh, by uh, one of my favorite conservative guys from the Federalist. He's on Brett Baer's show all the time. Donna, Domin, Dominich. Ben Dominich. Ben Dominich. So he was interviewing this guy. So that gave it some credibility to me. Because Ben Dominich, I really, I really find an interesting dude and fair. And he's interviewing this anarchist about his book about the new right and what the new right is or isn't. And uh, and as an anarchist, he hates everybody, but he, <laughs> he thinks that uh, people are uh, out of their minds with this idea that the alt-right is all about white nationalism or white supremacy or racism or all this different thing. He said it's a whole. there's a whole bunch of different things, just like there is on the left. There's all variations and uh, colors and hues and gradations of these things. Sure, yeah. And, uh, um, and, and the only thing all the people on the alt-right agree on is they hate progressivism. Uh, other than that, you got them in a room together, they might kill each other. Uh, many of them. Nah, you can't demonize people and recognize that there are differences and gradations, Jack. There's no time for that. But anyway, I might talk more about that later because it's really interesting stuff. Particularly, I found this interesting. This book was written, uh, I didn't look it up, it was after Trump was elected, but obviously before the recent shootings. Um, and he brings up 8chan, uh, which was uh, a, a, a message board place that the, the, the scumbag in Texas posted his st- Stupid ramblings right before he went and killed a bunch of innocent people. In 2014, Frederick Brennan authored an opinion piece. This is a guy who started 8chan. Frederick Brennan. Why I support eugenics. Brennan was the founder of the message board 8chan. Twice as good as 4chan, he says in italics. Clever. Um, Frederick Brennan, the guy who started 8chan, wrote a piece called Why I Support Eugenics. Selective breeding, trying to build a... Super race. He suffers from osteogenesis imperfecta. I saw a picture of the guy the other day. I didn't realize what his situation was. He's profoundly handicapped. As a result of this genetic disease, he has severely stunted growth and is confined to a wheelchair. Hence his handle online, Hot Wheels. Um, You may have heard it called brittle bone disease. It's one of the absolute worst things you could have and be born with. Yeah. It's just a heartbreaking uh, condition to have. And he's had his whole life. Uh, one of the most m- painful known conditions in the world. And he's speaking from firsthand experience on this sort of thing. Um, he suggests offering carriers of extreme genetic diseases like his a cash sum in order to undergo sterilization, arguing that this would save millions in the future from medical costs alone, not to mention people born, being born with horrifying diseases. Okay, that's odd. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's surprising, interesting. Didn't see that coming. Me neither. Eugenics is a humanitarian idea, he said, not a national socialist one. So he gets away from the idea that the Nazis were in eugenics and that he's a Nazi. Yeah. Somehow by by proximity. Such a dumb old trope. I mean, the Nazis more or less start Volkswagen, too, and it's a fine automobile. And if you want one, you ought to buy one. His piece on eugenics, he couldn't get it published anywhere. The only place the only place it would take it, because eugenics is always associated with Nazis. Right. And he said, I got nothing to do with the Nazis. Uh, but the only place it would publish it was uh, the Daily Stormer, the neo-Nazi site. I couldn't find any other public. I'm far from a Nazi or a neo-Nazi, but it's the only place that would publish this sort of thing, and it's what I believe. 
and that's where he got going with that and 8chan right. and everything else. So that's the wow. that's the genesis for that stuff. Oh, so he wanted a forum where people could publish things that were not acceptable to the mainstream. Right, right. right. Yeah. Margaret Sanger, of course, uh, famously the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a big eugenics fan, too. And he, uh, the 8chan founder, he's horrified by it. He's, he said the other day that maybe it should be shut down now, the, yeah. the site that he started, because of the way it's being used by those people. Yeah. You know, there's, everything has a cost, and I swear there, and, and Newton would agree with me, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, um, it seems like everything that happens, there's an equal and opposite reaction, in that the democratization of the exchange of ideas is a fabulous thing in a lot of ways, because the super elite were determining what you would see and hear in a way that I think was unhealthy. <clears throat> and in the equal and positive, uh, or equal and opposite reaction, your ability to be flooded with the the poisonous thoughts of idiots is now just omnipresent. You just can't get rid of it. You're just flooded constantly with the, the worst, angriest, dumbest people on earth. So I just, I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I, I, just pray, I guess. I don't know. Pray, meditate, uh, love your family. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, Shooter's mom reportedly tried to warn police about her son weeks before that attack in El Paso. Again. ISIS regrouping and getting stronger. And new concerns about vaping's possible side effects. Oh, vaping. Vaping in the news. Yeah. Wow. Has Trump said anything provocative about vaping? We could all just go crazy. (laughs) Yell at each other. News on the way. Uh, so we've been talking about this a little bit today. The UN came out with a report about global warming and how we all got to stop stop eating meat. And Joe's suggesting we all start eating bugs. I guess mushed up insect paste. Yes, delicious. What was your name that you came up with though? <sighs> insect paste, I guess, was it? And it which is I mean, it was tube of insect paste. Yeah, yeah. we decided right. that's gross sounding. Somebody suggests grub sludge. Does that sound better? Oh, oh golly, <laughs> I just up chucked a little bit, just a little. You know what? Give me give me five minutes. I'll come up with a great name for it. That's what I do. You got to make it look appealing too. That's a key. And what's the consistency going to be? Mm, see, that's the issue. That's our big challenge here at Insect Mush Incorporated. Uh, yeah, I just I think it's got to be protein that gets mixed into soups and salad dressings and things where you won't be off put by that horrifying consistency that we're talking about and get your protein in that way uh, in shakes protein shakes that sort of thing healthy pro- that's that's our hook I call everybody back into the conference room it's going to be healthy protein shakes it's just going to happen to be insect protein <laughs> yummy it's mashed up beetles or exactly whatever. well yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. LRR reports this morning the El Paso shooting suspect's mother called local police weeks before the shooting because she was concerned about her son owning a high-powered firearm. So he legally bought a gun. Mom thinks he's not mentally right and he shouldn't have a gun. Okay. This is getting closer to, you know, red flag law right. conversation where maybe it makes some sense. Although, God dang it, you know, not everybody's parents are not crazy either. 
Lawyers uh, say the shooter's mom contacted the police because she was worried about her son owning the weapon, given his age, maturity level, and lack of experience handling such a firearm. Well, the age is set by by law, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a constitutional right. So far, we haven't decided that constitutional rights are, are, are different for whatever the right is. We haven't decided that yet. Right. You don't get to pick and choose them. You, you get a right to assembly, whether you're... Uh, 18 or 25? Uh, For instance, free speech you get at 18, you don't have to be 30? Sure. Uh, Maryland has a red flag law, and somebody said that there, was it a neighbor, um, is uh, an angry guy who shouldn't have a gun, and they went to serve that order, and he had the gun next to the door, and when they began to serve him the order, he became irate, grabbed his gun, they struggled, blah, 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 the guy was shot and killed. Yeah, well, that, that, that is a scene that will be repeated, I would guess, thousands of times. I'm not in favor of it by any means, but which, I get it. Which, on one hand, proves that the guy was somebody that shouldn't have a gun, um, but going to get these guns from people is going to be its own problem, and then... You know, I've known people with crazy parents. So you're a grown man, and your crazy mom says, I don't think he should have a gun, and calls the police, and they get to take away your constitutional right because you're a crazy mom? I'm just, I'm not anti-looking at this. It's just the practicality of it is tough. Right. The system would have to be very, very carefully crafted for doing that constitutionally. On another matter, Senator Lindsey Graham is urging swift action after what he calls a chilling report. The Defense Department releasing a report that found ISIS cells are resurging in Syria and they are regrouping in Iraq as well. The South Carolina Republican tweeting, The White House needs to address the threat immediately and it must not repeat the mistakes of the Obama administration when it comes to radical Islam. So Baghdadi's still alive, right? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, he made a video recently. Hmm. Yeah, Baghdadi is still alive, and apparently the uh, group is gathering more and more strength uh, all the time. Can we put a giant uh, dome over Al Qaeda and ISIS and let them fight it out to the death? Can we do that? If only. On another matter, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is investigating 130 reports of people suffering seizures or other neurological symptoms after using e cigarettes. The agency says it remains unclear whether the, there's a direct link between vaping and the reported casing, uh, cases of these events. The agency says, though, they believe it's critical to keep the public updated on the information they've received after asking earlier this year for reports from the public on possible side effects. That's where they're getting this information. They put it on an appeal, and people are calling in you know, with their anecdotal uh, stories. All right. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, maybe I'm not a parent of young kids. I'm not a teacher or whatever. I just, I have so little interest in that topic. I realize it's a big story, but I just, I'm hearing all this stuff about e-cigarettes and vaping and all. I just don't care. There's something wrong with me. Do you care? I don't know that much about it. Yeah. I probably should learn. Willie Nelson, take I, a I see it everywhere. I yeah. got a buddy who used to smoke a lot. Now he hits the, the vape thing occasionally. Or like the jewel. He does the jewel. And uh, I'm not upset about that. I, I see it everywhere. <laughs> it's, it certainly took over. Yeah. Willie Nelson taking a break from his current tour because he's having trouble. Because he's 86 years old. Because he's having trouble breathing. Because he's 86. <laughs> yes. 86. Yes. He's like running for president age. He's so old. Yes. 
Anyway, uh, Willie's taking a break to go see his doctor. And lastly, nobody, no one will be hosting the Emmys this year. Instead, the extra time will go to uh, honor departing shows like Game of Thrones, The Big Bang Theory, and Veep. Fox, uh, well, inter- in short, they're trying to make it entertaining. Yes. Good idea. And I think they ran out of people willing to do it. Well, yes. that too. Yeah, thankless task. Yeah. Well, and who can uh, who can survive the new threshold of if they find a tweet or comment or joke or show that you're associated with or producer you worked with that ever did anything that crosses a number of lines? How could you ever be uh, you could be on the show? Wait a minute. Wait. I'm sorry. You just got to give me a minute. One more second. Oh wow! It's a tie. Which do I care less about, vaping or awards shows? <laughs> An exact. Time. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Maybe you've seen the story of the woman that had to go to the hospital after posing with an octopus on her face. She thought it was a cool picture that was going to uh, promote some fishing contest she was in or something. But anyway. Hmm. Didn't work out, huh? No. Octopus bitter. That's poisonous octopus. She's in bad shape. Holy cow. Have you seen the picture, though? She's got no. it on her face. Oh, I can picture it. I watched. Have you ever seen Alien? Similar. The movie? I have not. A little sticks face clinger thing. Probiscus right down your throat. Oh, yeah. Then you're screwed. Then you did. Who's oh. laughing now? Huh? Easy. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm going to put an octopus on my face. That is not something I would do. Well, that's Darwin. Isn't it Darwin? Isn't it somebody signaling to the herd, hey, I'm going to go kick a lion? How many of us could do that, even if we uh, if you offered oh, no, us money? No, thank you. No. No, no. me neither. No. no oh, gross. Oh, look at that. It's not that... I pictured the octopus completely covering her face. But it's... it's. Uh, I still wouldn't put that on my face. Yeah, it's... It, oh, my. And she's uh, hurting, huh? I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe kind the of. Maybe the greatest gymnast of all time, Simone Biles, is lecturing the Olympic Gymnastics Committee, and for good reason. Yeah about how they failed all these uh, children when they were children. Right. All the bureaucracies failed the children for reasons that, you know, if you're familiar with the iron law of bureaucracy, you will uh, not be surprised by it. And also, at some point, I would like to tell you about fatherless male elephants. Okay. Fantastic. All in the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, my son Henry would be very happy we're playing this song. This is one of his favorites with the ailing Willie Nelson who's pushing 90 and having trouble breathing. So this might be one of my least favorite Willie Nelson songs, and I couldn't be a bigger Willie Nelson fan, but that's just the way it works. Often my favorite acts, their biggest songs are the ones I hate. You don't, you just don't like it or you're tired it's okay. of it? okay. I never that's was that into song. it at the beginning. It's a fine it's song. Why do you right. hate? You're a hater. It is going to hate. Um, so I got a couple of things I want to go well, through. Well, it's like when they play a Rush song. It's always Tom Sawyer. It's like, oh, thanks. I appreciate the nod. But do you but consider, consider there's that? like 30 other fantastic songs you can play. But yes. would that be an example of it's something that you think is really good? That's, that's, that's a great song. Okay. Yeah, that's a great song. But like uh, Jimmy Buffett, his biggest hit? I think was Cheeseburger in Paradise, which is a stupid freaking song. Terrible. I, lo- I love a lot of Jimmy Buffett music. Yeah. But that's a stupid freaking song. Right. I get it. Yeah. Um, Willie Nelson's got brilliant art out there. That's not one of them. Mm. 
Uh, so I got a couple of your Trump dust-up things that I think are worth mentioning. Joe can yell at me if I've crossed a line. Oh, I'd be delighted. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, and you should. Go ahead. But first this. Where, where, where did this happen, this socialism gathering? This, uh... Oh, it was the, uh, the convention of the American Democratic Socialists uh, convention. I didn't hear a word you said, Hanson. The... Georgia. Fabulous. <laughs> matter. Glad we asked. But anyway, here's, here's a little. So you got somebody at, up at the podium and you got a big crowd of people out there. Right. And this is how it went for hours. Right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point uh, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. Can you stop I, that? Can you stop that? A couple things to point out. It's a typical political convention. Somebody's giving a speech, but they're at the socialist convention, you know, because they're socialists. You can just step up to the microphone and interrupt and say, you know, point of personal privilege or whatever and, and make it stop. And also, Michael, and please restart it. Uh, note that the guy gives his pronouns. Nobody gives a rat's ass, sir. <laughs> Speak your piece and get out of the way. Right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point uh, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, oh, chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Okay. <laughs> she said, all right, guys. And then, oh, did you hear what she did? Says the crazy oldster. And it went on and on and on, and various people would agree. And instead of clapping, because that could trigger people with something, they shake their hands in the air. They do jazz hands. <laughs> Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Yeah. I, I don't like meetings of any kind, and that one uh, really had trouble even getting started. You know, the whole, uh, you need to stop and listen to me because I'm slightly different from the rest of you in one insignificant way, and then expressing that, be it an allergy or an auditor or whatever. Uh, just it's the, it's the narcissism of small distinctions. One of the greatest phrases I've ever heard. I have some food allergies. I hate to even say them. I'd almost rather get my windpipe swell up and close and a tracheotomy performed on me than have to say, is there any blank in it? I just, I, I, I don't want to be that guy. Some people revel in being oh, that yeah. guy. I knew girl. somebody that pretended they were allergic to pineapple when they were younger because they got them attention. Wow, that's sad. And would you regularly know, bring it up. It would be easy to mock and condemn people like that, and I will. Uh, but why? What sickness is that? I don't know. So I've become aware of Cat Timpf. I've been aware for her a while. I didn't know what her name was. Mm-hmm. She's one of your uh, leggy blonde conservatives that uh, Fox has. But Correct. she's also a stand-up comedian, so she's pretty funny. She is, yeah. Very clever gal. And she's on various shows various times. And if you dig her act, find her somewhere. But anyway, I was looking at her Twitter feed yesterday because somehow it crossed our Twitter feed. This is one of her tweets. So is it an actual law that you need an inspirational quote about gratitude in the caption of any Bikini Beach thirst trap you post? Or are you all just making that decision for yourselves? <laughs> so apparently she noticed, and I've, I think I've seen this before, 
your super hottie posing in a bikini always has at the top of their thing, you know, some BS. Right. Uplifting ish. Right. Sort of. As an excuse to show off their hot young bod. <laughs> right. Listen, so I just, l- I really wanted to post this quote and, and I happen to be on a beach. <laughs> That's a funny observation. I, you know, I don't, I don't really do the Instagram and all except to follow my kids. Um, yeah, that's beautiful. That's some finely tuned sarcasm. And then uh, she also uh, tweeted this at Time Magazine. Time had uh, an article that said, we counted every line in every Quentin Tarantino film to see how often women talk. That was an article in Time Magazine. Oh, boy. And Kat Timpf uh, linked that and said, thank you, Time, for devoting so many hours and resources to the issues that really affect me most as a woman. <laughs> but anyway, on a uh, more serious political note, Oh, and we so, got to get at some point to that that libertarian convention because there are some clips from there that are uh, you know worth a chuckle as if well. If I can find them, I absolutely will. Cool. Yeah. Um, on, and and we're registered libertarians, but and here I get into a Trump dust up, which we promised we weren't going to do, and uh, so I don't know. I'm feeling guilty about it. But so Nicole Wallace, uh, I don't know if you know who she was. She was a the communications director for George W. Bush, but she's super anti-Trump and so is on she has her own show on MSNBC and and says like way over the top stuff about about Trump and 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 modern day Republicans uh now on MSNBC even though she spent her whole life as a Republican but and um so she the other day actually said she's having a conversation about the whole immigration thing and actually said and Trump wants to exterminate Latinos anyway so when we come back right and and uh, anyway so she apologized. Uh, she says uh, she put out a tweet. I misspoke about Trump calling misspoke. for I misspoke about Trump calling for an extermination of Latinos. Kids, mom wants to kill you. Mom wants to kill you. Wait a minute. I misspoke. Mom does not want to kill you. My mistake was unintentional, and I'm sorry. Uh, so Cat <laughs> Timp, the the comedian, uh, linked to that. I completely understand how you accidentally publicly accused a person of genocide. It happens to everyone. One time I accidentally called my teacher mom. <laughs> God, she traffics in the dry. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's some dry humor. But that there. is, that's a heck of a misspoke. I'm sorry, I accidentally said the president wants to exterminate millions of people. I, I, I don't know. I was thinking of something else. Hey, not. do we have any uh, clips of old Uncle Joe Biden? Uh, he gave some allegedly major speech last night. I don't know how speech becomes a major speech. Is it like an application process and you got to fill out forms? But um, he's uh, he has absolutely declared, doubled down, carved in stone the idea that Trump is a white supremacist. And by implication, his supporters are supporting white supremacy. And the choice is between Joe Biden and togetherness or the Klan. And that is, at least in these early days, and you know, listen, I've been looking at this stuff for many, many moons. Um, it could be he's just trying to separate himself from some of the activist lefty people and try to neutralize them to make uh, on the Democrat side, in the primary side, to make sure they're not a threat at all. He's going to go ahead and throw that uh, hyperbolic rhetoric around uh, because, to just solidify his lead. Because old 2% Beto and 1% Julian Castro called Trump a white nationalist? I mean, uh, are you trying I'm, to keep them off here? I'm trying to be charitable here. That's the only reason I can think of. But so he's trying to starkly cast the choice between Trump and Biden as a Trump beto- is a choice between 
hood-wearing, cross-burning white supremacists and Joe Biden. I don't think that will work. The big knock on Joe, and it's a good one, it's an accurate one. Joe Biden is a dummy. Well, that's one. Um, Is that he's really a product of yesteryear. And if he thinks you can get people who voted for Trump because they knew they were being jobbed by politicians over and over and over again, and they wanted something different, and they know he's coarse, and they know he's annoying, but he's a fighter. He fights for what they think ought to be happening. Um, If you think you can cow them into voting for old Uncle Joe by suggesting, if you don't, you're a racist, you're just wrong. I think we're past that as a country. Everybody, not everybody, uh, most people understand what is racism and what is a ridiculous false accusation of racism. But it's it's a gamble. We'll see if he hangs on to that. I think he will. Dummy. (laughs) Michael, I don't think you're taking this as seriously as perhaps we should. Oh, there's another thing. I just, I can't get outraged about this stuff, really. Um, although I think there is an unhealthy trend. There's this movie coming out that depicts Trump supporters being hunted for sport by liberals. Apparently, The Hunt, Universal Pictures, being released in September. They're hunting rednecks wearing MAGA hats, that sort of thing. Wow. Allegedly. Well, Instagram models keep posting those inspirational quotes. And we've got more for you coming up. <laughs> That's a great topics. quote. Oh, by the way, uh, you have a flat belly, I noticed. Wow, that, that, that's pretty funny. Super. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish I hadn't gone down the road of Trump outrage. It's just it, it wears See, me out. I warned you.